Welcome to ADHD is Over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is Over. Welcome to our podcast. ADHD is over because we say so, right? Or if we say so, where did we get this title from? Well, I remember seeing uh, the movie Above Us Only Sky, which is a documentary about John mm-hmm. Lennon and Yoko mm-hmm. Ono. And in there was the mention of their um, campaign. It was a billboard poster campaign called War is Over If You Want It. Right. And we were very inspired by this statement because it speaks to something that we both, my wife and I, Tatiana, believe in. So first let me say hello Hello. to my wife, Tatiana. Hi, Roman. How are you? Doing good, doing good. good. You had some coffee, I see. I did. I needed some coffee today. So... The reason why that spoke to us is because we're big believers that we can create our reality, that words create, that we can say if something is so, it is, and if it's not, it's not. And obviously we have dozens and dozens of episodes to go into this, but in a nutshell, we wanted to make a podcast about ADHD that's different from what's out there. And so we're going to go into this. But so let's talk a little bit about what does that mean? ADHD is over if we want it to be over or because we say so, if we say so, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a bit more of a provocative name at the same time. The moment we said it and we heard it, it just felt so, so right because we've been on a journey because of our son. Yes. Kai has definitely taken us on a journey. And it's been a journey, a life-changing journey for the best. And and it started from the moment we received the news and what it did to us and the places it took us and and right away what emerged for myself and I think for I'll speak for both of us was really getting clear where we stood around it. So when you say we got the news, you're referring to the, not the diagnosis, but when his teacher called us into a PTA meeting. Right. It was the first time that it was put on the table by someone any where it you'd was never, a label. You'd never heard it before. Right. Where and a, and a label I, was given in direct reference to our son. And I didn't either, right? And we had been, um, to his credit, he had been, this was his fourth school because we had moved. We were at a preschool uh, in an area that, uh, in downtown. Then we had moved to Atwater and he was then in a school uh, in downtown for a little while, uh, going into his kindergarten. Um, But we then got a call from another school that we were more interested in closer to our, our home, right? And after that, the school that we're now talking about was his 
let's say third school because the first one was obviously daycare. Um, so he had shown a few sort of, I don't want to say symptoms, but he had gotten in trouble a few times and he was definitely a kid that was verbal and, and had a lot of energy. And, but I think even then I never thought that the ADHD label, I was aware of the, the, what is called a disorder and we'll get into how we look at it, uh, throughout this podcast. But we basically, I, I I didn't know that was even going to come at us. And I'm assuming you didn't either. Not at all. It really came out of left field. And, and as you mentioned, we had seen that behavior wise, we had received some notices that yes, he may be being a bit more rambunctious in class, et cetera. But, um, but nothing that we felt it was out of the norm or out of him being just a kid and being a boy with a lot of energy. But, uh, yeah, the moment we, it was put on the table by a teacher and it was put out with lot of certainty as in guys this is what is so um yeah that was a moment of I think I'll never forget because it was the first time that as a mother I received the news that's delivered as in congratulations you have a broken child so that's how it landed for you yeah like a gut punch with a saying attached yeah and Uh, I remember uh the teacher um, said, as you had tears coming down your cheeks and I was still kind of in shock myself, she said, don't worry, I know it's hard, but you'll get used to it. And I remember thinking in that moment, what are we going to get used to? Is it that we have a broken child or is it that we will have sad moments like this and frustration and, you know, uh, anger, confusion, I don't know. Or what was it, right? I mean, it was a little bit of all of that. Right. And I think what followed next for me, though, was something that I think was meant with, you'll get used to it, which was when we were told that Kai would only be able to get the benefits of the education there at that school if he was medicated. Right. And coming from a teacher, that was A, awkward, or I should say... Not that I want to say unjustified. Teachers often are the ones leading to the diagnosis because they spend six hours with a child, right? Um, In a classroom setting. But I think what happened then for me was like, okay, then that's not the right school, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was a big fork in the road where a lot of parents maybe because they just cannot move because their job is in a specific town. Maybe they're in the school that they really value. Um, maybe they just don't want to, they're set in their ways, but I feel like that's where we could have easily said, well, it's a good school, you know, um, our cat's trying to get out, but that's okay. She'll learn that that door doesn't open. Um, you know, we could have easily said his cousin, his brother are there at the school. It's a good school. It's not far away from home. Um, You know, we could have said, let's just stay there and let's medicate them. Let's listen to them because they know. They're teachers, right? They've been doing this for X amount of years. They have other students in class. No one else seems to be disrupting the class the way Kai did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe he does have an issue. That's how I felt. Like, But I remember thinking, I don't want to medicate. 
And it wasn't a judgment. I want to know from you too. For me, it wasn't the judgment of at the time medication's bad. How dare people medicate their children? It was more like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about when she said, um, he may have to be medicated if he wants to stay at the school? I guess. I don't think I went right away as in this is not the school. I, I went into just like a ball of emotions. I was confused. I was upset. I went into guilt. I went into, did I bring this upon my child? What did I do wrong? I mean, I was just, everything was coming down on me. Um, what did, you know, how did we mess up? What, what is it? How, how is this happening? And, uh, so it was a mixture of guilt and anger. And at the same time, a bit of disbelief because felt like, like a blind sight. Like we had no clue. Right. And for us, he's, he was a, a very bright child with a lot of creativity, with a lot of, you know, a lot of unique quality, personality traits, quality traits that, uh, we actually as in, within our family, we really valued. And, and to hear that was was not matching. It was like the the child that I know at home does not match what she's descri- was what this teacher was describing. So it was just like a mishmash in my head. So I wasn't yet at a place that nope, this is not the school. I was I I, I had to process it a lot, but it it was very visceral. It was as a mother to receive news like that, and I don't know if I would imagine it might be like that to other mothers, but. My experience was, it was like a gut, a punch in the gut. Um, and uh, it took me some time, but it was, as you mentioned, a fork in the road. Um, because it was the moment, it was a very defining moment that had me get clear, where do I stand, right? Is medication, you know, where does medication feel within this gut? And, uh, and I think that is the thing that I did walk out of that meeting clear, not necessarily about the school, but I got clear that we're not doing medication. Like this is not, it just does not feel right. The, the vibrancy that our son has at home is who he is. And if that's not translating to school, it's not for us to take that or shift him or change him. So he fits in that school. So, and I think that's an important moment. Our cat Bella came to say hi. She knows we're talking about Kai and family. Kai loves Bella. Bella loves Kai. Um, I feel like, you know, our title ADHD is over is a very controversial title. I think it'll push a lot of buttons. Um, I remember reading a book called ADHD does not exist. And it was the same thing. It was like, well, what do you mean? It doesn't exist. Of course it exists. But as, as I was reading the book, the author was explaining that it's not so much that there aren't challenges for certain people with certain types of brains. It's just that it, it is a made up quote unquote disorder. Um, so I think when we say ADHD is over, it's from the point of view of our family that we have stopped buying into the label, the disorder, what ADHD is what comes with the stigma it comes with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also captures our journey, 
Because in a fast forward from the moment that we got the news to everything that has transpired since then, life changes, um, um, rearrangements of ourselves, of who we are for him, who we are for each other in our marriage, who we are as a family unit, like so many things that we got to explore and, you know, reinvent um, for ourselves so that it's not, it wasn't about changing him and, but rather questioning everything else around our lives right? And um, it was so, in a great way. And supporting right? him because he does think different. He does have a different speed in life, a different energy than, for example, his brother, Etienne, that's clear but not to outcast him or to make him wrong or to call him abnormal or as they say, disordered or chemically imbalanced or neurologically challenged. There's all these terms. I feel like doing spoken word on this. It rhymes. Exactly. So, so we've, heavily. Chosen, we've chosen to not label him, right? but rather actually question everything around our lives so that we actually fit towards him versus having him fit towards us. And I think that's, the fork in the road that we're describing with our title. Yeah. There is a moment when a family can say, okay, my son has ADHD and now I'm going to label him and I'm going to refer to him as that in front of the doctor on Facebook support groups with friends, with families. I'm going to shield him and say, hey, well, you know, he has a disorder. Sorry about that. Sorry, my kid, you know, did it. And it's literally just taking on that label and saying, we're going down that road, yeah. right? And what we are going to talk about in many episodes to come is how we went the other way, how we decided, like you said, we, as a family, we said, you know what? We're all here. We have our son for a reason. Could it be that we have to look at everything but him first? Exactly. And you just said something that um, stood out for me, which is we don't apologize for our son. Well, at the beginning, there um, I used to, and I think you know, there's moments when you're like Roman, you don't have to apologize. He's, you know, and I remember thinking that's right. I, uh, As in, uh, we don't go to people and say, "Sorry, he has ADHD," or "He's an ADHD," or, or no, like we 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 don't. But rather, we put him. We have now learned to put him in situations where he's set up to succeed. Right. And and that is part of. And, and, and the learning that's come for us from that is that, again, it's about how do we shape the world that supports him versus dropping him in this actual agreement of society with people like that don't are the odd ones out. And, and yeah. of course, it takes a little bit extra work, but that's our job as parents. And because of that, for us, ADHD is over. Like... We don't regard him as that. He doesn't occur to us as that. Right. And all the things that we've had to shift around it have been such great um, extra, have been great shifts in our own personal lives and uh, in, the, in our life quality well-being. So it's not like we've had to make sacrifices for it or we'd had to um, lose things on our end to, to, to work around him. So... Um, it, that's been a, I think the biggest discovery. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about the title again, this is our introduction, introductory episode. I want this to be very clear that 
we can stop anything if we say so. We can stop labeling something in life and then for us, the person stopping the labeling, it stops. Doesn't mean there's still a disorder or something called ADHD out there that doctors and patients and parents and kids will carry forward, right? We're not saying it's over. We have eradicated the label or the word, um, which would be amazing, right? What we are saying, just like in a way John Lennon and Yoko Ono wanted to say is we could stop the war. We could. It's a possibility. Now, there's a lot of things at stake, right? Um, a lot of uh, interests of different groups and people. So we're not saying ADHD is gone, but for us it's over. And perhaps maybe we can inspire someone else listening. Right, but at this moment it's you know? a personal choice. And I think that it choice is. begins in the most closest nucleus around that person in this case is that child's parents. And for us, that's the choice we made for our son yeah, and our family. It, it's interesting when we talk about labels, right? Because when we say it's over, it's really, it's like peeling off the label. And I was very impressed uh, with Dr. Emoto's work that I mentioned to you a while back when I said, you know what, I'm going to look into that because he's a Japanese, um, um, you know, author and, and I believe scientist and lecturer. And he um, did a study and he put water in different containers and he labeled right. the same water differently. He put love on one and hate on the other and he put it under a microscope and you could see that the, the molecular structure of the water was affected by the word. So made me think, if you label a child ADHD and you tell them there's something wrong with your brain or even your brain's different, you need to take this medication or whatever it is, children are very smart, they'll pick it up. They feel broken. They feel not good enough. They feel, you know, whatever they feel emotionally. So that I feel like saying ADHD is over is peeling that label off that water bottle, the label that says broken or disorder, imbalance, whatever. Peeling that label off and saying that water, that molecular structure of that particular water, and we're all made up of almost 60% water, mm -hmm. that wa that's over now. <clears throat> that water will no longer adjust itself to look like fear or hate. Right. It will be love and support. Yeah. And we believe words are powerful. Words create. And the moment you put that label into anything to say disorder that whoever takes on that label is followed by an I am I am disordered <laughs> I am dysfunctional or whatever that may be and and at the level of of the persona that's such a such a heavy cross to carry and as we know a lot of that carries a lot of what we now call collateral symptoms mm -hmm. symptoms that people with that we've now seen with ADHD who carry the that that um, definition of themselves. Right, they could get depressed. It insecure. brings upon uh, exactly yeah. a whole other level of um, symptoms. And right? you know, it's interesting because the in psychiatry or psychology they call it comor comorbidity, I believe, where uh -huh. you have ADHD but you also have depression, for example. And I love that we both came up with this collateral symptoms because it's not so much that you have two at the same time, 
-hmm. or because of ADHD, you have depression. It's because you were diagnosed with ADHD, you're feeling more insecure and go into depression. It's not the ADHD that's causing the depression chemically or uh, neurologically. Exactly. It's like a very disempowering statement that does not help in any way. No. To begin your life with such a name. So we wanted to come up with a title, ADHD is over, to, yes, poke and provoke a little bit for people to go like, wait, what? Especially parents who are on the fence. Especially parents who maybe their child was recently diagnosed. They're like, now what? Oh my God, they feel the same gut punch. They're like, oh, I have a broken child. I'm a bad mom. What am I going to do? Medication? What's it going to cost? Blah, 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 right? Right. And we're still in the journey. I mean, we hit that, you know, fork in the road, as you call it. Four years ago. Four years ago, which is not that, it feels like it's been forever, but um, yeah, it's only four years. And we're still, you know, early on in our journey. Um, So it's not like we're in a place to say, okay, he's turned out. And that's the ultimate fear all of us as parents have. Will our son turn out or will our child turn out? We all want them to succeed. We all want them to be, you know, great, you know, successes in in life and in in loving their life and doing what they love. And, um, And we're still on this journey, but the things that keep coming up are just definitely um, compelling in, you know, how much our life has been enhanced because of this. And it's not about us sacrificing things around him or having to now mourn that like, oh, we just like hit the bad jackpot and have the broken child, but more like this is extraordinary. <laughs> our life have improved for the better because of him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we're continuing and this continues to envelop and this journey still, you know, unfolding itself. But we were so compelled to share this out and put this out to other parents who may be starting their journey as well. And they are in the fork, you know, that fork in the road. They just got the news. And right now it pretty much are the only two choice. The only two choices that mostly everybody's gets to primarily encounter are either medicate your child or or not. And if you don't, good luck, you're going to have a, a, uh, self-medicating, you know, drug user who's going to fail in life. That's pretty much the options we got at the school. And we, yeah. that literally, that's what we were told. So, um, it's like, a it's, it's quite a dilemma. It's like, you know, which is better, right? Well, um, there's that you're fear. dumb if you do, dumb if you don't, right? You either got to do it or, or else. And, uh, and for us, it's, it's, it's been the discovery of like, no, there is a third option. There's well, a third option. There's that fear, right? When you're at that fork in the road, we talked about this several times. There's that fear that parents have of like, if I don't medicate my child and if my child then doesn't pay attention and focus at school and if my child can't get a degree that's, you know, gets him into the next Ivy League school or gets him into the school where he can become a doctor, lawyer, whatever, um, if that's not going to happen, my child is going to be a failure or will will not turn out, right? It's that fear that presses a lot of parents into the direction of medication. And I get it because if if you're busy working and you're at a school that you value and suddenly your child can't sit still and sticks out and you got to go to the principal's office like twice a week, three times a week, take, take off from work, go there. Medication seems like the quick fix. I get it. That's why I said we're not anti-medication. There's times where that might help, but it's not addressing the real issue, which 
it's all made up. It's a disorder, um, basically a label that's, that's defining or describing a bunch of symptoms. And we just don't go deep enough to see where the symptoms coming from. Oh, it's genetic, right? But we do pass things on genetically. So could it be a uh, past generational stress trauma, which we're discovering all this stuff, right? And so I think what we want to do with this ADHD is over is give an alternative. Like you said, there's not only one or two options, there's more, op more than that, right? There's homeschooling, there's uh, moving back to more nature. There is uh, let letting your kids choose what they learn or what they love. And right. there's more to that, which we're going to get into in the exactly. future Exactly. And that's, that's what we're hoping to cover here. Just sharing the various things we did from finding schools that were so perfectly tailored fit for him, um, changing our personal lives, changing our careers, changing where we live. Um, and, um, you know, also introspecting and looking at our own dynamic in our marriage, in our relationship and how we're showing up for our sons. Um, yeah, we've been turning every stone, <laughs> the stone and turn in here. And, uh, and but it's what it, it's what it takes. It, it, that's what it's taken, but it's been an incredible journey and continues to be an incredible journey. And we're still discovering more things. So we're hoping this, um, this podcast is going to be a place where we can just keep sharing, keep sharing all our uncoveries, all our discoveries of what we're finding. Um, and, uh, and, um, as they're happening. Yeah. This is kind of a life reportage of one family having taken the road less traveled. And continue to share it with other families who may be going mm -hmm. through this that like that there's many, many choices. And it's not about being sacrificial or that you were just hit with the bad jackpot, but rather like there's so many choices and so many great things to discover because of this. Yeah, and I will say that Clearly up front, I will say that if you're in, in this camp, right, if you're listening and you're totally pro-medication and you are not willing to look at anything other than your child is broken or the brain's imbalanced and medication is the only way to fix it, it's going to be a little hard to listen to our podcast because we really are doing this with an open mind. We're not anti-medication. But we're certainly pro looking at everything else as well as deeply as science says they're looking at ADHD. We're looking at parenting. We're looking at nutrition, at schooling, where we're living, how our marriage is, how our relationship with our kids is, how is our parenting, all those things. Right. So I'm just making that clear that this is not a podcast for someone who's completely sold on medications. The only way to do this. And my child does have a disorder. That's not who it's for. I encourage you to listen in. But it really is for the parents who are like, I think there's something else. And that's how we felt. And that's why we're saying, you know. Yeah. So if there's a little bit of even if in, even if your child is a medication, but there's a bit of like. What other options could there be? We invite you to, yeah, keep to join us on our on our journey and and keep an open mind because every journey know. is different and everything. You know, ultimately, we're all doing what we think it's best for our child, and we all have very different children, and that's that's a blessing. And um, so we're just happily sharing what we've and reporting from the field from the front lines. <laughs> um, ADHD is over, 
is a new podcast, our new podcast, the Wyden Family new podcast. And we are going to continue recording and hope that you will join us uh, for the next or our first episode. This is our introductory, our intro episode about ADHD is over, if we say so. Yes. Right? And we chose and have chosen to say so. And during this quarantine of the COVID-19, the coronavirus crisis that's happening right now in the world, we decided to keep broadcasting our lives and ideas uh, through our podcasts. We'll be doing some some videos and, and, and research and post um, on the Facebook page, post articles and information, feedback, speakers, guests, and so forth. There'll be interviews with us, mm-hmm. potentially with guests via Zoom and so forth. So we hope you uh, will join us again next time when we're back with ADHD is over if we say so. Thank you. Thank you.